Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Grace of Military Child and Life. Today, I'm here with Isabella, who is actually a dual military kid, which is a whole new perspective. Um, So Isabella, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. I'm super excited to have you on today to hear more about your experience as a military child. So kind of start by giving me an overview of what it's been like for you. Um, so I've moved around 20 times. Uh, it's, it's been quite a bit. It's been quite yeah. a bit. It's been quite a bit of moving for me. Um, right now I'm in Texas. This should be my final duty station, y'all. So fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed that this is it. Uh, I'm a junior in high school, so I did have to move um after my freshman year from the United Kingdom to Texas. Wow. So that was a rough little I'm sure. Yes. Um, I've kind of been a little bit of everywhere. I've been to like most of the states in the U.S. for the most part. I've been to like the Pacific Islands area over there, Europe. The military has brought me everywhere and I'm an Air Force brat. Just saying, guys, we're the better ones. Just FYI, but <laughs> just saying, y'all, just saying. But that's kind of like a little overview of my kind of yeah. experience. Yeah. That's insane to have moved so many times, <laughs> literally all around, not just yeah. the country, but the world. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. What kind of, you know, I mean, do you have a favorite of where you live? Do you? Um, so many the, countries, too. There's, there's a lot. Um, England wasn't that bad. Um, right now, I'm in an area where most people have lived in this area for their entire lives. I have a lot of civilian friends now. And they, every time, like when I first moved here, everyone was over here like, are you British? Do the accent, (laughs) do the accent. No guys, I lived in England. I'm not from England. There's a difference guys. Um, England was probably one of my favorites for sure. Only because it was definitely an area where I could make a lot more memories. I was most of my middle school years there and my first year of high school, big things. And that was where I spent the pandemic. So it was definitely big times <laughs> it was pandemic memorable. in the UK was definitely a lot more different than what people tell me about the one in America so I was over here like oh okay yeah <laughs> cool but England would probably have to definitely be one of my favorites yeah yeah I've been to um Scotland we took a trip over to Edinburgh uh gosh six years ago trying to do the math in my head (laughs) uh seven years ago now um we went in 2016 I think yeah years get mushed like mushed up in my head but (laughs) um but yeah no it's gorgeous over there I love every second of it um just you know I hear from people who live over in Europe and in the UK that just you know, being able to take a day trip to a castle is, you know, <laughs> that's a perk. Yeah, it was definitely, we, we did get to do that after COVID, after COVID, because COVID kind of stopped us from going 
to a lot of places because England has a lot of senior citizens and things like that. I yeah. meet a lot of teenagers over there. Just a lot of nice tea drinking senior citizens <laughs> who are just trying to live their lives. But yeah, um, I did visit a couple of castles, so it was, it was really cool. Yeah, it's really cool to you know that you were over there. I mean, not necessarily during the pandemic because nobody wanted to be anywhere during the <laughs> pandemic. Um, but it's really cool that you were over there during kind of more of those formative years of your life where it's not like you're, it's something you're going to forget. So yeah, you were over there during some memorable years. Um, it would have been cool to say you graduated from the UK, but you it know. would have been cool. It would have been cool. My brother did. So. Oh, well, I mean, that's My pretty cool to be able to, to say. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, then you face the possible challenges of transcripts and diploma and (laughs) all of that. That was some rough times. Yeah. Even just moving during high school, you know, I'm sure there were so many challenges in general with that. Definitely. (laughs) Just moving in high school in, in general is difficult. Moving from a different country is unfathomable. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And did you go to like a civilian school or did you go to Dodea school over there? Dodea. Yeah. yeah. Dodea, At least you so. have that kind of to back you so Super, up a bit. super small school, 400 people. And wow. now I go to this 3,000 plus person school. I was over here. Oh, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a okay. transition. It was definitely a big transition for sure. I'm oh, still transitioning. Wow. Shoot. I'm still oh, transitioning. I'm sure. Yeah, I think I've, I've only been here for uh, actually. I just hit a year a couple of days ago. I just wow. hit a year, so I've barely been here. Oh my gosh! Well, and to think like you're almost done. You know, technically being there too, unless you tr- decide to stay after high school. Um, you know, that's typical for military. Like you're about halfway through at this point. We're almost done. We're almost there, guys. <laughs> We're almost there. That finish sure. line is you know, it's right there. It's inside. It's inside. You can see it. <laughs> yeah. Almost there. Yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. What's it like being a dual military kid? Um, so not only am I dual, uh, my parents are separated. So oh, that wow. kind of makes it um a little a little more of a challenge because yeah. they decide to get the bases that are the furthest away from each other. So, so <laughs> Um, I think normally, like right now, my, my dad, he's stationed in North Carolina and I'm in Texas with my mom at my mom's station right now. So it's definitely, I move twice as much than like your average dual parent military child, because like sometimes it'll be us spend half the year with one parent and then I'll go with the, the other one. I think England was the only place where we were like in the same exact spot, but we were stuck there because of COVID. So we couldn't really leave. Um, I think at one point, one of them was in South Carolina. The other was in California. It was the furthest you right. could get, the furthest you could get. So it's definitely, um, it kind of took away that kind of stability that a lot of people have because most of the time, like that I was moving in between the two, like halfway through the year, I was probably like in my like early elementary school years. So like I'd spend half of kindergarten in one place, the other half in the other. And it was kind of, it was kind of amusing because like I'd come back to the place I was before and they'd be like, 
you're back? I'm like, I didn't think I was coming back either. Surprise. <laughs> like, I didn't know either. I'm with y'all. I, I didn't know anything. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, and when sometimes the military would have them both deploy at the same time. So uh, that happened when I was around 10 years old and I had to, we had to have our, our grandma fly, fly in to come take care of us because the military had sent my my dad to Portugal and my mom to Turkey. And they were like, oh yeah, BC dubs. <laughs> They're both leaving. Sorry. Have yeah. Fun. It's, it's definitely more of a challenge to kind of circle around those kinds of things because they're they're both working. I have two working parents. They're both watching my mom's reserves now, but she's still active yeah. sometimes. So they're both still technically in commission. So it's definitely, you you have it in the back of your mind where it's kind of like, will I be staying here for the rest of the time? Or will the military suddenly send in a piece of paper that's like, hey, we need you here. Right. Sorry, you can spend your senior year somewhere else. Have fun. Yeah, because <laughs> you never know when it's going to change. It's definitely, so like having them both active, kind of, you're just always in that mindset where it's like, I'm going to go. I don't know if I'll be here next year, guys. I don't know. Yeah. And now I'm in a predominantly civilian area. I've only gone to school on military bases for my entire life until my sophomore year. We moved over here. And it was a big change because everyone has lived here their entire lives. So when I tell them that there's a prospect of me potentially going, they're over here like, take me with you. I'm like, guys, this is not something I want to do. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to stick with one school guys. And they're like, but we've been here forever. I'm like, that sounds great. Yeah. It's like a really good time. Like, <laughs> let me stay with you. Like, You're right. Enjoy it. Like, yeah. But like, it's good. It's, it's kind of like that essentially. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, you talk to, to dual kids and it's like, okay, well, you know, typically just one parent's gone at a time and it goes flip, flip flop back and forth. But mm -hmm. then you add on the fact that they're split, then it's mm -hmm. like, it's not staying in the home <laughs> flip flop back and forth. It's okay. Well, this parent's deploying. So I'm going to go stay with this parent who's on the other coast. And then you know, reverse and oh my goodness, I could not imagine. It's very chaotic. It's very <laughs> chaotic. I don't know how we did it, guys, but we did. We made it. We made you, it. Just about. Just almost about. There. Made it. We're there. <laughs> little bit more yeah. time. Oh yeah, my just goodness. A little bit more. Yeah. And, you know, military life is chaotic in general and you never know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to come your way. Orders can change in the drop of a dime. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, like you said, they just send over a piece of paper saying, "Hey, change plans. You're you're going to you're going back to the UK, or you're going to Germany, or you're going to you know who knows where. Like, <laughs> you can't pick. Um, no matter how much you you try to, no matter how much you try, no matter how much you try, you always tend to go you know someplace else and." that's active duty life for you. And even reserve life can be that way. I was a reserve child, but it's tough. Definitely. <laughs> to say the Definitely yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you spend so much of your life literally moving around and, you know, you kind of have, like you said, you want to stay somewhere where it's constant. Um, and everyone else is like, but we want out of here. Um, <laughs> and, you know, once you kind of become an adult, you have those choices of, all right, well, I'm going to stay, you know, in whatever place. 
and just live the rest of my life here. And, you know, some people are like, this is a great transition, but it's such a hard transition into the retired life as well or into the civilian life. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I cannot like that was the when we moved from San Antonio to Florida when my dad retired, I was 12 and I was like, put me back in the military <laughs> life. Like nobody understands me here and it's still that way. But, you know, it's been 10 years and I've learned to to deal with it. But, to adapt. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's hard to to make those adaptations and those changes as you move forward. But that's part of, you know, BRAT is an acronym. A lot of people don't recognize that. But, you know, adaptability is huge in military life. And that's mm-hmm. that's our roots. We're dandelions, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I love, I love that. Um, even though a dandelion's a weed, but, you know, no big deal. It is what it is. It is what it is. And we go with it. And I mean, it's so true though. And it's it's a beautiful picture that it paints. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you know, I mean, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but what are some of like the highlights that you've had of military life? Um, I would definitely say the people I've gotten to meet for sure. Um I, my dad was stationed at a place for seven years, but I I wasn't with him for those consecutive seven years. So I don't count that as my seven years, but (laughs) California was definitely, I have a lot of friends over there who I've actually, I can say I've known them since like kindergarten and we still talk. So uh, there it's, for me, it's about the people I get to meet. I'm a very social person. I enjoy meeting new people. And I think military life also gives you that kind of strength where you learn how to talk to people or just you learn how to kind of throw yourself out there where it's kind of like you go to a new school and you're like well I'm not gonna sit at this lunch table by myself I gotta find someone sitting with me (laughs) like it's just gonna look weird I'm just sitting here by myself right so you you kind of learn how to communicate more and you learn how to and you, you have these stories with you you know like I, I can say I lived in England, you know, it wasn't just a visit, like the po- like I have posters at my school where they're like, come to England. And I look at them like, I was just there. I want to go back over there. I'm good. Um, but I can say I lived there and I got to experience the culture and the people and I get to see it more as just a vacation destination, I suppose. Yeah. Like similar to people who like live in Okinawa or people who live down in Guam, people anywhere but the U.S. Right. Because I think for a lot of civilian children, it's kind of imperceivable in or like to imagine like leaving whatever city or even like state they've lived in their entire life, especially in a state as big as Texas. Texas is huge. We could yeah. just go to down to like San Antonio and it's like an eight hour drive. Like you don't even have to leave. You're just going to a whole different part. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I have to explain to a lot of the people, like I have people who who really dog on the British people and I have to tell them they're not that bad guys. <laughs> they're really nice sometimes, but they're, 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 they're chill people. They're not bad. Their culture is different. I feel like that's why a lot of people don't really, I guess, vibe with it and dog on it and just don't really appreciate it. But when you have to live there for, I was there for like three years, three years of your life, you kind of learn to appreciate that and let that sink in and then eventually incorporate your own piece of yourself into that. And then 
you leave and then you're like, dang, right. I'm never, I'm, I'm never going to go back there. Like, dang. <laughs> like, like there, there were like restaurants there that I wish were here. Like, I'm really like, oh man, I missed this one place that could have Nando's. Nando's is really good. Oh, Nando's and is they, good. They don't have that here. And it makes me sad because I'm like, I, I, I want some Nando's chicken right now. But that involves me going like 5,000 miles across the way. Like <laughs> it's not here or driving on the left side of the road. I mess up sometimes, guys. I, yeah. I, I kind of veered left. I'm like, wait, that's the wrong side. It's right side here. Wrong yeah. country. <laughs> people people here don't really get that. But like the experiences, like the cultures that you get to see and like you get to, I guess, identify with something more than just what you were raised on. You can see what other people were raised on and gain, I guess, a general, a better general sense of like the world around you. Definitely. Yeah, I did a blog post and one of the, it was five characteristics of military kids. And one of them was globally cultured because you go to all of these places outside of uh you know the continental united states and you get to experience different cultures and even staying within the the u.s you get to travel all over the place i've lived in cleveland ohio i've lived in san antonio texas and then cape coral florida and so like north south (laughs) <laughs> but then you have you have two different states in the south you have texas and florida which you know are still very similar but so different in so many ways Definitely. and so every place you go to has their own little culture their own way of doing things and it's so unique to be able to to hop around and try out all of these different places like you said you find food chains that you really love and you stick to <laughs> and um You know, I remember going over to Scotland and going to the McDonald's over there where you could get fish, uh, fish sticks and you could get barbecue sauce in the little pump uh, containers at the front. So you could have as much as you want. Um, So just little things like that, you know, over there versus over here. And then in Texas, you have Rudy's and Taco Cabana. Like you don't have that in Florida. (laughs) And we miss those things here. So and H-E-B. H-E-B, fresh tortillas every single day. So (laughs) there are definitely like pros and cons to living in each place. And then, you know, you become so culturally rounded that it's, it's so special. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then flipping it, what are some of the, those disadvantages that you get with the military life? Again, I would say like the lack of stability Um, there, especially like, I'm kind of like, in the other, like I'm seeing the other perspective now because I don't go to school with all military kids now. I go to school with right. all civilian kids now. And it's it's such a big change in perspective when you ask them what what is what is your life like in ter- because we have I think 600 military kids out of 3,000 overall students. It's a very small percentage. There's not a lot of us over there. Which 600 <laughs> sounds a lot, but it sounds like a lot, but like compared to, to the 3,000, yeah. <laughs> it's very little. So, um, and a lot of them happen to be retired. So oh, they haven't, yeah. they haven't been in commission for a while. So yeah. They've just been in Texas this whole time. And I kind of just sit there like, can't relate guys. Can't relate. <laughs> uh, I'd say for school, it's definitely an adva- a disadvantage because like in terms of when you hit secondary school, so like middle and high, yeah. but especially high school. Um, like when I, when I first moved here, 
and I'm, I'm still experiencing these problems. My teachers, they, they'll say, as you've learned in freshman year, I'm assuming all of you have been here and I'm the only one in the room who was not there. And I have to, I have to kind of like raise my hand and be like, hi, um, no, I'm new here. I'm new. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. Yeah. I came here in around like late September. This is when I started going to school here. So I still haven't even hit like a full year at this school yet. Wow. So a lot of the basics that we've been going over at the start of this year, I haven't learned because in England, we didn't start until two days before my flyout date. So there was no way I was going to go to school and my new school had started a month before. So I was already, I was already a month behind. I was, I was very like, Oh, wow. Okay. And in Texas they do like three series. Is that a word? Series, series, series. <laughs> whatever the plural version of that is. They do three weeks, six weeks and nine weeks in Dodea. All we do is that big EOC, that big end of course, test for second and fourth or no yes first and second semester at the end of those and yeah. so I came I started school in the middle of the nine weeks and I had to take every single one of those tests with no knowledge whatsoever because the teachers just didn't get it they were over here like oh well you should have learned this should have did not <laughs> did I was not in though. another country like I was I was in another country I don't know what to tell you guys um so it's really did and most of the teachers here have lived here their whole lives. They were raised here. They grew up here. They got, they went to college here. They work here. They yeah. never left. So even they don't understand it. And my high school counselor, which I don't think it should be a problem because England, like Dodea is still an American branch, like of schooling. So right. we don't, we don't have to like apply for colleges as international. But my high school counselors don't know that. So <laughs> they ask me questions like, oh, you came here from England. Do we have to like put you as international? Did you go to like British school? It's, it's all on my transcripts, sir. <laughs> it's all on there. I brought them just for you guys. Right? All the way from England. I, I already got you. Don't worry. I've been through this like a thousand times. Like, yeah. So sc school is for sure a challenge. And then they'll try to get you to retake courses you've already taken. And you'll be sitting there and just like, no, no, see, it says on my transcript that I took it. Yes, but it's not the way we do it here. What do you mean? <laughs> it's the same course. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's going to teach me the exact same thing. What are you referring to? I didn't have to retake any courses, guys. I found a way. So yay. <laughs> yay. I made it work. But school is definitely one of the big challenges as well as the lack of stability and the loss of friends for sure. I think... And it's, it's like a little joke for me, like on my social media, I'm only allowed to like follow and let people who follow me who like know me. And I have like 400 like followers on my social. I know every single one of those people, guys, <laughs> every single one of those people. Yeah. And my parents, my parents believe me because they have those kind like they have like thousands of friends from like even their stationings because they move right along with us. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't really think about that sometimes like yes it's the families and the spouses going through it too but like the active members they're losing people too they're they're leaving right along with us sometimes even before us so they definitely have that kind of perspective where it's like yeah I signed this piece of paper that gets my family booted somewhere else yeah um, but I'm, I'm also losing people so it's definitely yes I have a bunch of friends um that I talk to most of them 
because I think that another military child joke is like, I love you if I talk to you after I leave. (laughs) (laughs) I really love you if I get in touch with you after I move because there's just no time, that process of reacclimating, there's just no time. So when you take the time to talk to those people, especially in your more formative years, I feel like that's, it's really meaningful to keep in, in touch with those people because those were your people. Like yeah. a lot of my England friends, we, we don't live in England anymore. Most of us left already. So we're just all scattered around, but we have that one central thing where it was like, yes, we went through this whole experience together where we can connect and we can keep in touch with things like that. So it's, I think, I feel like the friends thing is both an advantage and a disadvantage because you're losing people physically, but we live in an era where it's possible that you don't just have to write a letter. You can easily just text them or you can easily just FaceTime them and you can still keep in touch with them on that level that I, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm assuming that military children back in the day and like the times before phones, they couldn't do that. So I think that's both an advantage and a disadvantage for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. And, you know, it's even fun reconnecting with people. Like if you don't talk to them for you know, I didn't have Instagram and stuff when I left Texas. And so, you know, eight years later, when I did get Instagram, it was fun going back and trying to find all all the people. And then still to this day, like I still find people that I was friends with a decade ago. And then, you know, we talked to each other like nothing ever happened. And, you know, it's like we're back in the same, you know, back 10 like years ago. Start, like we right back where you started. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So those things are so fun. And while it's still hard and it sucks, you know, moving away and losing friends, like, like you said, we're in an era where you can still talk to people and still keep those connections. And it's so special and so important to be able to do that too. So the last thing I want to ask, and I always ask everyone, and it's the hardest question, but what piece of advice would you give to another military child? If I had to give a piece of advice to a military child, I would probably say don't regret this lifestyle that you have and don't take it for granted because it it will end and then you you will miss it. I'm I'm coming pretty close to my end. My dad retires next February <laughs> and my mom is not that far behind him and you already like feel those effects when they're in their retirement process where it's like, "Oh my goodness, this is actually the end like yeah like it's the end of my time of this process of constantly being a nomad and having to all these experiences it's 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 done unless you choose to go into that yourself eventually later on in life but i i would definitely say don't take that for granted um definitely take advantage of whatever duty station you're at branch out make friends explore the the culture within each duty station because there is a there's an individual culture within each duty station for sure um don't, don't be afraid to talk to people because i feel like a lot of us we we don't talk to people at the beginning of it and then yes we slowly we slowly open up eventually but if you open up at the very beginning you're going to be able to take advantage of those resources and those um experiences a lot more early on so i definitely say t- Take advantage of your duty station. Essentially, that's my big thing because I've I've been to so many. So <laughs> I've been to way too many. Like I'm only 16 guys. I've been to like 20 duty stations. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Isabella, for being on the podcast and giving us a little glimpse of what it's like living the military life as a child in your perspective. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Grease of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace with Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at Gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.